So welcome to episode nine of season two, everyone. If you just joined, this is Maria at Maria the Arcane on Instagram. And we have Robin at a tired witch on Instagram and our special guest, Shay at Calypso Firewitch on Instagram. Hello. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. I'm really excited. So Shay, when did you start like practicing? Well, my history with witchcraft is a little convoluted, um, but everlasting. I started when I was 18. Um, I started really getting interested in the craft and just uh, buying all kinds of witchcraft books and reading tons of reading. Um, And I continued practicing and um, just really researching it until I was about 28. And then, um, you know, life got in the way and I became a wife and I, you know, kind of got to work and all this stuff. And the craft just kind of took a a back seat (laughs) until about five years ago. And that's when I really dove in deep. So I think a lot of people can relate to that, though, like especially, uh, you know, like millennials and Gen Xers. I think that's a very common, commonly convoluted (laughs) backstory. (laughs) Yeah, things get like really stressful, like, (laughs) you know, when you're going into adulthood. So you kind of just like, you know. (laughs) Yeah, you think that you're supposed to live life in certain stages, you know, which Mm -hmm. has never really been the case for me. So um, I thought I was supposed to fit a certain part. And then after a few years, I was like, you know what, I don't want to fit certain parts, I'm going to do this, how I want to do it. And um, five years ago, I found my way back to to really enjoying and really diving into the research and getting to know myself a bit better. And, and it's just been really, really fulfilling and just really wonderful. I, I find that I am finally home, you know, which is cool. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So you're also a fire breather and performer. How did you get into that? That's so really, that's really neat. Oh, thanks. Um, well, it was, it was a thing of chance. Um, I became a photographer about 10 years ago. And mm-hmm. within photography, I was, you know, shooting portraits and families and all this stuff, doing lots of weddings. And then um, there is a troupe in town here that asked me to shoot their, um, their, promo images and Mm -hmm. I saw them and I just I fell completely in love and I was like oh my god I need to do this and um, (laughs) two years ago I went to a flow festival out in Minneapolis and there was a class on fire breathing and of course there's a lot of um, education that goes behind it about the risks and you know uh, the safety of it all so I took the class and with nerves that were extremely high, <laughs> I took my first breath um, after the class and have been hooked ever since. And I've started experimenting with other props like fans and rope dart. And that's just been, yeah, I just, I tend to, when I dive deep, when I find a passion, I just go all in. <laughs> I think that's so cool though. The idea of playing with fire like that to me is so terrifying. So the fact that you're brave enough to do it is just chef's kiss. Yeah. And you know, and being in, 
I just find it that I don't have to be in my 20s to try new things. I am in my 40s. I am loving myself. I am exuding confidence and power mm-hmm. and I am taking that and I'm running with it. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I would because never I guess definitely... that you were in your 40s. I would never yeah, guess 100%. that. 100%. Uh-uh. Like never. <laughs> oh, thank you. I like to laugh a lot. And I feel that that works the 32 muscles in my face really well. So it keeps me looking young. <laughs> Well, then I should say eternal. <laughs> yes, am I a 400-year-old witch or, you know, in my 40s? Who knows? Do you incorporate the fire breathing or performing into your craft at all? Well, lately I have started to do that. I have started to really connect with some, I've done a lot of research on fire goddesses and I've been really trying to connect to that side of things. And, um, one, uh, asking them for their energy, you know, when I do fire performances, meditating prior to a performance and just really honing and focusing on, on the fire energy, um, so I've been doing a lot of that and I do want to integrate it into my rituals, but you know, most of my rituals are indoors unless mm-hmm. because I live in Wisconsin and six months out of the year is really cold outside. <laughs> so only during the summer will I be able to actually incorporate that into my rituals. So I'm starting to do that just now. Oh, That's I exciting. love that. Yeah. Yeah. Lo- if you, fun. if you do take photos of it, I would love to see what that looks like. Cause that sounds amazing. <laughs> Most definitely. We actually in the works of building an amazing fire pit in our backyard. So once that is built, I will definitely be spending a lot more time out there. So it should be fun. Cool. That's so neat. If you are new here, every week we talk about the upcoming lunar phases in relationship to when this episode comes out. And for this this episode, <laughs> the upcoming lunar phase is the new moon in Taurus on May 11th. And I actually think that this moon is really fitting because we have Beltane coming up at the beginning of May. And so we're, there's like that celebration of spring and fertility and life and this new moon kind of mirrors, kind of mirrors a lot of that same energy. We're looking at things <laughs> like, um, I'm trying to think of the word here. Like if we were to encapsulate the uh, Empress card as mm-hmm. a new moon. So it's very grounding. It is very patient, but it is also like creative and it is bringing out fertility and abundance and so Mm -hmm. I I feel like the two like go so hand in hand with each other Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so with this new moon if we're looking at magic in terms of what we can and cannot be doing or should do I guess for inspiration looking at magic that is like tapping into kind of that Beltane magic that that fertility is what we want to be seeing even though it's of course almost two weeks after the start of Beltane so you might want to be bringing some like uh, stability to your household You might be looking at uh, deep diving into creativity and starting new projects that make you feel like yourself. You know, grounding doesn't just have to be feeling connected with the earth and with, you know, yourself being balanced. It can also be 
grounding in who you are and retouching base on that. So we are looking at those kinds of energies. Um, if we're looking at magic in terms of the new moon, etc., uh, typically when we have the new moon, it is starting new things, new projects, new chapters. So focus on new chapters, new projects that kind of mirror that. This would be an amazing time, like absolutely amazing time if you're somebody who wants to get into fertility magic for yourself or somebody in your life. This would be like a perfect alignment for that. So obviously, if you are going to dabble in fertility magic, please do it with consent because take it from one tired pregnant bitch. We do not want to be getting pregnant without our consent. (laughs) Um, uh, But yeah, make sure that you have consent for those people because that sounds like a nightmare. (laughs) But uh, overall, that's the kind of energy I would be working with. That's what I recommend, at least. (laughs) What about you guys? So I think this moon is also a great time to think about how you want to invest in your goals because you know as you said it's very connected to the empress and the empress is all about spending you know money to get what she needs and wants Mm -hmm. but how can you use that energy in order to um invest in yourself and what you want to come to fruition or harvest during you know when harvest season starts happening does that make sense yeah yeah, it's the, you're planting the seeds now of the, exactly. the ripe, the ripe <laughs> fertile ground. The seeds are germinating the land. <laughs> Disgusting. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I completely, completely agree with you, though. You, it, these are like long term goals, right? Think of it like having a baby. You don't just get pregnant and then the baby shows up the next day. This is the starting of something that is going to take a little while to grow to full fruition, but is going to be so worth it at the end. <clears throat> yeah, so I am. Um, <laughs> I I feel like if you are wanting to celebrate Voltaine in that time frame, and you wanted to start some new goals, you know, and you want to do something. In relation to the maypole ritual, just start pole dancing. Just get that pole Ooh. in your house, you know, and start doing that fertility dance with some pole dancing lessons. Yeah. Get all sexy and, you know, seductress. And the Empress is also my card, so I'm feeling all these vibes. Like, I yes. love that. All it is a great workout, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can we please discuss how every single time we have a guest, this quickly turns into the horniest episode ever because i just i i everybody who's listening is immediately thought it i'm gonna say it let's just cross the bridge get it out of the way you're right guys this is gonna be me saying the horniest episode ever again look 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 <laughs> all sabbats are horny like it's just it's just it's part of it's being bread and sex and that's all being- they are <laughs> bread and sex <laughs> agreed yes we're all, very, we're all very um you know witchcraft is all about sensuality and owning your power and you know relinquishing that sexuality so even it is we're all horny beings we're all sexual beings so why not express that I've in every single step in my life so <laughs> I'm a virgin, so. (laughs) Robin Maria. Maria of Robin. (laughs) 
So if you just started listening to us, every podcast, we talk about a random tarot card. We go over the universal meaning and then our own interpretation of the cards. Hearing others' opinions helps beginners form their own opinions, or even those who have been practicing for a while expand their views on other meanings. So this week, we're going to talk about the Three of Cups. On this card, you will see three femme figures dancing together with cups raised, and around their feet is a bountiful harvest. The universal keywords of this card are celebration, happiness, and friendship. For me, this card shows how important it is to let loose and to just have fun. I think this is one of the most laid-back cards in the entire deck because of that. Threes for myself revolve around foundations and outside forces influencing our situations. And when it comes... Well, for this card, when it comes to our happiness level, I think... Stressless evenings spent with friends or even ourselves doing things we find pleasurable is incredibly important to our foundations of our happiness, of our happiness. And if we aren't taking that necessary time, we become burned out and less in touch with ourselves. This is definitely like a personal take, but sometimes I see this card as celebrating aging because this card definitely gives the impression of the triple goddess. If you look at the fruit around their feet, it looks like fruits and vegetables from different seasons. So maybe possibly hinting at the cycle of the wheel of the year and how we should be, how we should celebrate whatever stage we are at in, in life. There is joy to be had in each. And additionally, when this card is upright, And in a negative position, it brings up the negative aspects of the card, which is like spending far too much time partying. And while, yes, you're having fun, an absolute blast doing it, but obviously there's more to life than partying and, you know, and more happiness is to be had elsewhere. Hmm. So how do you view this card, Robin, dear? Um, I think it's a super party card. Like you said, it is relaxing and enjoying ourselves. However... If you look at the card in the Rider Waite Smith uh, reinterpretation or re- the original, whatever you want to call it, you see that the uh, character that's closest to us, the viewer, right, has their back turned to us. And I, I always find things like, you know, the back being turned to um, the viewer in terms of symbolism is kind of ominous and kind of untrusting. And so, although this is such a positive card, it depends on the cards that are around it, but sometimes it also comes up for me as a warning of to not trust everybody that you party with kind of a thing. Um, <laughs> yes, you have this this group that is enjoying and celebrating, and they're, you know, kind of there for each other. There's the fruitfulness, like you said, but when you've got this kind of back turn, it also leaves us with that feeling of, you know... Just because people say that they're on your side doesn't always mean that they are. And that 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 doesn't mean that this is the interpretation that I have for every time. It does, again, depend on the cards around it. Um, but I, I do have that, like, when it's in a negative situation come up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to make sure that I was the biggest downer ever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, generally, I do see this as a very positive card. <clears throat> but how about I, you? I'm sorry, go ahead. 
I was about to say, how do you view this card? Well, I think that's a very interesting take, um, Robin, that you bring up. Um, definitely did not did not see that before, but I could totally, totally see that now that you're pointing it out. Um, when I yeah. look at this card, and y'all know that I'm fairly new at tarot, but, you know, I'm doing my thing and I'm mm-hmm. working my intuition. So um, when I see this card, the feelings that I get are victory, celebration, of course. And for whatever reason, when I was looking at it yesterday in doing my research, I got a feeling of smashing the patriarchy. All women together, mm-hmm. like a sisterly bond, like celebrating a victory. I don't know why, but that's the that's what came into my head. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. All of them are femme. You know, they look quite feminine. Um, so mm-hmm. I just that's just the feeling that I got out of it. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, supportive, fresh sisterly bond again, getting together and achieving a common goal. Co- collaborative. Yeah. Collective. Mm-hmm feeling so that's kind of maybe maybe women starting a business together or something of the sort that's the kind of feeling I got and not to mention that I have been having um the the number three has been very prevalent for me in the last few days so I've been having Mm -hmm. three different dreams every night for the past like three or four nights and there's three of us talking right now so hey (laughs) hey I didn't think about that that's awesome (laughs) so yeah this is actually like the most fitting isn't it because it's coffee and cauldrons so Mm -hmm. coffee gets drank in a cup three people chatting look at that Uh symbolism maria (laughs) you didn't even realize you did it (laughs) i did not (laughs) that's just just spirit right there 100 (laughs) percent it's because of her giant brain she just doesn't even realize it's so big i know oh my gosh (laughs) so happy mid-spring and beltane you lovely creatures so we are halfway through spring and the never-ending tidal wave of grass and tree sperm Beltane, or the Mid-Spring Celebration, is a fire festival. This holiday is about being passionate about the goals we want to achieve, about our lovers, ourselves, and being passionate about what we want to potentially be harvesting in the time ahead. It is a great Sabbath to have like a bonfire and to spend the day doing exactly as you wish by releasing your inhibitions and exploring your wild and dangerous side. If you are a kitchen witch, maybe you should consider making some spicy foods and drinks and incorporating fresh fruit like chocolate chocolate-covered strawberries. So how are you two celebrating? Well, um, I know that we seem to say this every episode, but Beltane actually is the horniest of all the Sabbaths. Uh, It really is. This one actually is the horniest of all the Sabbaths. Um, I know I say that every every single time and I'm sure everybody's like, okay, Robin. But aside from the fact that every Sabbath is nothing but bread and fucking, um, Beltane is, it is literally about like planting the seeds and germinating the earth. Um, it, it's a time where we have things like sexual passion with fire festivals, the maypole, like, tell me that's not like the most phallic <laughs> thing you've ever heard of in your entire life. 
Now, I, a virgin, have never had sex in my life. And so um, I will not be partaking in the sexuality that is Beltane. Because, again, virgin, trying to keep myself pure for JC. Um, you guys can't see it, but I just kissed my finger and then pointed to the sky when I said that. And that, if that's oh not the most God. LL Cool J moment I've ever had. Like, I can totally imagine it. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, because of this, we're going to be doing things that are not sexy this year. My husband and I have gotten really into gardening. Um, don't mm-hmm. ask me why. I don't know why we've gotten into gardening so much, but we have mostly him. He even got like a little uh, water soil meter to see like how wet the ground is and if it needs like water in it. It's honestly like we are the biggest virgins on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's what that's what I plan on doing. We got a little greenhouse, and I actually really want to plant some flowers, and I just want to focus on that essentially we had started some seeds some seedlings for marigolds and then we had like a little cold spell right around the time we're like oh they can go outside and then there was a cold spell and it killed them (laughs) so i'm thinking about trying to you know get that going up again and that sort of thing so that is my beltane it is not very erotic but it is very literally planting a seed and fertilizing it <laughs> that sounds very relaxing though it sounds i think it'll nice. be nice yeah yeah there's gonna be no yeah. maypoles for me this year uh, my pregnant <laughs> ass is not dancing around anything phallic i don't even want to think about it uh, <laughs> <laughs> well um i think that what i'll be doing is i'll probably be doing a little meditating for sure um lighting some candles lighting some incense um definitely playing with some fire um i will be working on my my fan work and my fire breathing that night and other than that i don't really you know i don't really do like a whole lot maybe a little cheesecake some sweets on the side um, to celebrate life sweetness and the fact that spring, you know, the warmer weather, anytime in Wisconsin, I can celebrate warm weather. It's always sweets because. No, I bet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I have to, you know, after winter and being everything so cold and dry, I just like to bring a little sweetness into my life with candy. So I'll do that. And yeah, and definitely testing out our new fire pit, which I'm really excited about. So It'll be nice and relaxing at home. Yeah, that sounds so nice. Yeah. We have a fire pit, and I love it. It's just yeah, so that's nice. Probably what, yeah, that's probably what we will be doing. Um, we'll probably do the fire pit and then maybe have some Indian food. Oh. And I don't know. Just, just kidding. I'm going to Maria's house for Beltane, everybody. Um, <laughs> I also want Indian food, so... <laughs> yeah get some spice in your life yes and i i think i will be making the chocolate covered strawberries because they are my favorite and they're tasty oh yes oh yeah they're my actually the horniest guest on this show that's why <laughs> our host not guest <laughs> oh, Look, just i'm just something. going to in you know take up space in the like in the devil tarot card and that's that's just going to be my built-in <laughs> 
Well, I'm, I'm bringing over my cheesecake to your house, and then we can combine <laughs> your chocolate-covered strawberries and my cheesecake. <gasps> yes! You got Yum. it. It sounds like a recipe for a perfect dinner party, and I will be there. I will not bring anything, but I will eat your food, and <laughs> I will smile. So... <laughs> sounds pretty amazing to me uh because beltane is uh like aligned very closely with that taurus new moon that we talked about earlier and all the energies that we talked about including the fact that it seems that everyone in here has got something fire pit related it is uh, worthy to note (laughs) worthy to note uh that if you yourself are listening to this and you're like well what the heck can i do this is a really good time to do a mini fire ritual where you're planting your own kind of seeds for the rest of the year in terms of like goals and ambitions you can write them down and you can like literally burn them uh but do so safely for the 100 millionth time please do not burn your houses down witches (laughs) important yeah (laughs) please don't do that Fire safe dishes. I'm pretty sure that we have on the Patreon like a ritual specifically for that. But if yes. we don't, I will write one and get it up there for Beltane. I'm pretty sure it's on the Beltane article. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we have one. But if we don't, we'll make sure to get one up there. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, I think everyone should be able to do something like that. Plus, it's very cleansing almost, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I think a really, if you're already having a bonfire, you can also like add herbs to your fire. Like for Beltane, I would add like cinnamon sticks, some clove, mm-hmm. um, possibly like some marigold or, oh God, I'm not going to say it, Caladula. <laughs> I can't, I can never pronounce uh, The it. lady at the apothecary, every time I go, corrects me. Because I say calendula, and she goes, don't you mean calundula? I'm like, no, bitch. I said calendula. I said what I said. (laughs) (laughs) I said what I said. You tell her. I do not like being corrected by uh, 60-year-old women. It's it's a personal pet peeve of mine. (laughs) Even when they're right. Even when they're totally right. Like, don't correct me. Be quiet. Actually, I shouldn't say six-year-old women. I should say six-year-old persons because it goes the same for men as well. (laughs) So, Shay, what's stirring our cauldron this week? (laughs) Uh, Well, I'm glad you asked. (laughs) Um, My cauldron is being stirred by crafty spellwork. So... Little story background. Um, I've never been one to be very involved in my spell work. I usually just intention, maybe lighting a candle. But lately, I have been working on creating my own spells. So I've been doing a lot of research on herbs and candle colors and lunar faces. And it's, it's very therapeutic for me to do the research to get involved in that way mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. my spell work. So it's really been, I've been getting into a flow um, with it, which it's just, it's made my practice so much more intimate. It's just been really, really nice. So that's what been really, it's been stirring my cauldron, making me feel real good. Research is I, so fun. Like I really I love, love it, it as well. I love like, it so much. 
It's like being an ancient historian. (laughs) Also, like doing like creating your own spells just makes I don't know, like I feel like creating our own spell work makes our practice practices more sustainable because we're making them more unique to us. Because I don't know if it's the same for everybody else, but if I don't try to make someone else's spell my own, I end up, I don't feel as connected as I would if I would have done it from scratch myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. That connection is super important. And the fact that you are putting, you know, I like to make my list of ingredients. What do I need? What do I need to get? Um, you know, how do I put it all together? It just, it puts so much more of yourself into it um, mm-hmm. that it, it, my intention spell that I recently did and I put together myself has already like worked. It's returned so much to me already. Like my dreams have been like crazy and my intuition has been better. So I think that even though I researched the internet all over the place for anything that could increase my intuition, I said, you know, I'm going to create my own. I'm going to do it. And I'm just going to put the time in it and putting the time and effort into it has made my practice more mine. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I agree with Maria. I feel like as soon as you start kind of, even if you take somebody else's spell work and you customize it a little bit for yourself, I feel like that's always going to have more power, more emphasis, et cetera, on what you want than something that you just copyright out of a book. And I think that, I know Maria and I have talked about this a few times, but this fear of not copying it directly out of the book and that somehow being like, you know, wrong or it's going to blow up because I didn't quite do it right is not inherently true. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think that you customizing it, making it more personal, that's that's where like that extra juice comes from. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Yeah. And honestly, making your own spell work, too, is just uh, another reason to buy like more books, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) like correspondence books, books dedicated (laughs) just to like symbolism Mm -hmm. and um, to candle magic. (laughs) Just another reason. It's always stack a bookshelf. It's always good to research. I'm not saying do not use, you know, internet spells. Feel free to do so. But as a witch, we grow, right? We grow in our practice. We grow in our power. So I think that there comes a time when you are wanting to say, hey, you know, I think I'm ready. I'm ready to take that next step into creating my own my own work for my book of shadows, you know, and my own Mm -hmm. experiences in that book of shadows. So Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. Me too. And, and like, you know, there's that, that trial and error, okay, this didn't work, so here's how I'm going to adjust this, that, and the, et cetera, in the future. It's how we become stronger as, like, individual practitioners, in my opinion. Yes. So mm-hmm. I love that for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited. It's, it's really a wonderful time in this moment where I'm at in my practice. Like, I'm, I'm really just feeling it, and it's, it's been great. So I'm excited for the future, too. So it be good. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. So, Shay, what is not stirring your cauldron right now? Oh, when you ask it that way. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Okay. Well, um, what is not stirring my cauldron is this uh, intense pink supermoon 
in Scorpio that I know will probably be past <laughs> that by the time this releases, but good heavens, it has been so intense for me. I've been super tired, very moody, nightmare after nightmare. My sleep has been completely disrupted. I am not, not liking it at all. I'm very, very ready for it to be over, if I'm going to be super honest. So. <laughs> yeah. My husband's I mean, been having really bad nightmares, too. I hadn't thought about that. Maybe that's what's going on with him. Yeah. I had my first nightmare in a long time last night, and I might have to redo my sweet dream spell because I'm not having them come back in my life. I just feel like... I don't know. Things have been very overwhelming lately. Like it always gets that way before the full moon, but it's always happens during Scorpio moons where like things are just so intense. And it like, you know, it's like when you have like a huge to-do list, but you know, if you knock it out, it's not going to be that bad. But looking at that to-do list is just like completely overwhelming. Mm -hmm. That's, Mm -hmm. that's just the feeling every single day leading up to this moon. Yeah. And I, I suffer from uh, night terrors, um, mm-hmm. and my, my dream, uh, I think it's called on your, on your romancy. Like it's one of my, um, it's just very, very strong within me. The dream world is just insane. And I've been like having a lot of water dreams lately. So, mm-hmm. um, and water was everywhere. I want in every single dream I remember. And I actually been, as I said earlier, I've been dreaming about threes a lot. So I dreamt about three spells, Mm-hmm. that were given to me during a dream. And then I woke up and I forgot them. And I was like, darn it. Why can I remember? <laughs> and then I dreamt about water. And then I dreamt about like, all, and then I had nightmares that were like, uh, about my cats disappearing. And I woke up crying. And it's just been like super, super intense. Like I'm talking, I cry at least once. Yeah. yeah. So I am ready to, you know, the Scorpio energy <laughs> is just very intense. I'm not, mm-hmm. not a big, it's got good things, but I'm just not a big fan of the Scorpio. <laughs> I will say this. exactly um, what Maria said last episode. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. I just, it's, it's not my cup of tea. But I will say this about nightmares, though. Most of the time, they're, like, way easier to remember than normal dreams. And oh, yeah. I think that's the only good thing that comes out of them is the ability to retain messages and symbolism. You know, I may have missed otherwise when in a regular dream. Mm-hmm. I know this is going to be, like, very random. But nightmares kind of remind me of the movie Crimson Peak. Like, she has, like, all these, like, oh ghostly God, encounters yes. in the movie. And they're absolutely frightening but each of those encounters are important and had messages that aided her mm-hmm. escape and i view nightmares the same i mean it sucks having them but i can see how they can be helpful yes i am trying i'm trying to see you know, <laughs> it's so hard symbolism and i'm like waking up i'm like all right water in this one three in this one you know and i'm trying to keep that in mind i don't keep a dream journal because most of the time when i wake up i forget you know, I forget my dreams, mm-hmm. but, um, I have been writing stuff down for the last couple of days and, um, yeah, it's just been, I'm just, I'm just ready. I, I think this full moon, I'm actually going to like recharge my dream catcher mm-hmm. because this lady needs to get a full night's sleep and it's just not mm-hmm. happening <laughs> the last few days. So. Uh, yes. Yeah. I, I don't cope well with, um, nightmares. Um, usually if I have a nightmare, it, I'll wake up at like, you know, one in the morning, let's say, and then I say, that's it. I'm not going back to bed because if I go back to hey, bed, that's it will be me nothing too. but reincurring nightmares and I just can't. No, thank you. Right. Yeah. 
It's not fun. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no sleep happening the night of a nightmare. Like nightmare is done. I'm awake. Hello. I'm awake. I'll go work. <laughs> I would do something else. Like anything but this. <laughs> I try to stay awake, but of course I'm laying in bed and all of a sudden, like a half hour later, I'm going back and I just fall right back into it or I get another <laughs> dream or, you know, and then I am trying to see again, the positive side of it all, but I'm also, I want to look at it from the other side of the tunnel. Like I want to be able to look back and be like, oh, that was a scary dream, but now I'm past it. I'm no longer having nightmares. I'm sleeping soundly. It's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But when it's every every night, like I'm just yeah, it's too much. Yeah, too much. So I'm hoping I treat, I sleep well tonight. Maybe if I do a little mugwort and tea tonight, or something. don't do that. No, no, don't do mugwort. That'll I'll be able make to worse. control it better. Maybe, or maybe it'll be terrible night terror, awful type. That's my problem. Is yeah. that if I'm already in that mindset of night night nightmares and I drink mugwort, it makes it the nightmares still happen and it just makes it so much more lucid. And like, really? Like I'm very, oh, some, God. Mugwort usually helps me, like, uh, lucid dreams. So I could be like, wait, wait, wait. This is a dream. No, no, no. We're right. not doing that. Exactly. <laughs> I did have a couple of, um, a few weeks ago, I had some mugwort tea thinking that, oh, we're going to, you know, lucid dream. And my partner and I had a couple of teas and we were ready to go to bed. And it honestly didn't do much for me, but I wasn't having a lot of intense dreams like I am this time. So I'm thinking... Mm-hmm. If I do, um, maybe it'll help me realize that I am in a dream and I can control um, mm-hmm. a little bit better. My, at least my actions or what's happening to me and react to it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We never know. So It's so funny how herbs like react differently to mm-hmm. different people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's true. So every single episode, we talk about creators that we are loving right now, whether that's artists, authors, musicians, witches, whatever. <laughs> uh, and as always, with the uh, the sheer annoyance that I bring to this podcast, uh, please remember that if you send us shit that's like, put me on your podcast, I'm going to say, we're going to say no, we're going to laugh at you. And then we're going to privately just make fun of you. Just absolutely make fun of you. And I don't want that for you. I don't think you want that for you. So let's all just not do that. Don't be that guy. And problem Mm -mm. solved. (laughs) Uh, So as always, like we always say, this is people that we are finding right now because we just like them. They're just authentic finds and we hope that you guys will like them too. Mm -hmm. That being said, Mm -hmm. Shay, who are you into right now? I am vibing very very well with um oh my um i hope i pronounce this correctly at alien kind i want to say it's e-l-i-i-e-n-k-i-n-d and she is an illustrator on instagram as she does watercolor and digital art and she does like very ethereal dreamy art of moons and cosmos and her artwork is just so beautiful and it's um diverse and colorful but she still has like a sort of a darker aesthetic which i mm-hmm. you know libra here i enjoy aesthetics very much so um a lot of butterflies a lot of crescent moons a lot of leaves it's just oh it's, it's my heart just jumps out every time i see it and i'm like oh that's beautiful mm-hmm. i can't draw and that's why i yield the camera because i can't paint 
So I live vicariously through those who do it and do it very well. (laughs) Same. Yeah, I'm just looking at it now. It's so beautiful. Yeah, I love their stuff. Like I've been following them for a while and they're just, it's so beautiful. Mm, That's probably why I recognize their stuff. You probably sent me their stuff before. Mm -hmm. It's always (laughs) in my stories. (laughs) Yeah, she's and she's just lovely. Uh Completely agree. So nice. So beautiful. Well, Em, who are you loving right now? Uh, okay, so I'm going to say another tarot deck because... <laughs> oh my god, do you have a problem? I, ha- I have a problem. Anyways. <laughs> She's an addict, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, I have been loving Tarot of Mystical Moments by Katrin Weltstein. Hopefully I said the last name correctly. But um, just, oh my gosh, the deck is so beautiful and it's... Uh, it's not collage. Well, it's kind of collage art-ish, but it's mm-hmm. very vintage and colorful. And it's like all these surreal images are just so beautifully put together. And like I've had her Oracle deck for, I don't know, like maybe five years. And she just released this tarot deck. And I'm just, I love it so much. And I've been using it in all of my personal readings lately. It's beautiful. So pretty. Well, it kind of gives me like Alice in Wonderland vibes, is it not? Oh, yeah. Anybody else? Mm-hmm. I totally can see why you would see that. Yeah. So pretty. Well, my creator this week, I actually almost lost, and I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> They're called Candles of the Moon, and they make like candles obviously the hint is in the name but they're <laughs> so flipping pretty they do ones that are like um like i want to say stamped I, I, but i feel like that's wrong it's like a like a bas relief almost of candles that have like elements and different like esoteric symbols and they do a lot of like repurposing vintage like goblets and things like Mm -hmm. that and use them as candles so not only are you getting a candle but you're getting like a chalice or goblet whatever and i just think they're so flipping beautiful specifically they've got a black candle that was from i don't know if they still sell it but this is what like drew me into them (laughs) uh it was back in january and the candle itself is almost like a matte finish and there's herbs and stuff underneath the wax but the wax is like this matte finish where it almost like doesn't look like a candle uh yeah that's the only way i can think of describing it <laughs> it's just yeah they have tapers like that yeah and it's a tapered beautiful. candle is the one that i'm 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 specifically thinking oh, okay of. and it was from back in january and it's got like this matte finish to it and it's just so freaking pretty I want all of them, and if you're listening, <laughs> you can send me all of them, and I won't tell you no. <laughs> uh, I will say yes. Thank you. <laughs> what is this type of candle called when you, um, you know, you have them wrapped up by the wick, you know, and they're like, I want to say they're drip or like. Yeah, uh, they're, they're like the, the, the dip candles. The, oh my god, dipped. the dipped candles. Yeah, oh. the dipped candles, the hand-dipped candles I love are them. so freaking cool. They're and I just beautiful. feel like there's something about those kind of candles 
that have just a different energy to them than something that's bought in the store. And there's nothing wrong with store-bought candles. There's nothing wrong with dollar store candles. We know that I've talked about this a million times. But sometimes you want to throw in that little extra something-something. And Mm -hmm. I feel like a hand-dipped candle is one of those perfect situations. Hand-dipped, hand-poured, handmade of any kind. It just brings a different flair. Oh, that's nice. Agreed. <laughs> Absolutely. We hope you guys will join us on Friday, May 14th for our 10th episode. And thank you so much for listening this week. You should keep an eye out on our Instagrams and our Twitter. If you follow us on Twitter, it is Coffee Cauldrons. And if you follow us on Instagram, it is Coffee and Cauldrons Pod for more information. Or even better, joining us on our Discord tier, which is First Coven on Patreon, so we can answer your question in our part two next time. You'll even get to hear our lovely, sensual, sexy, perfect, not at all annoying voices for an additional 30-ish <laughs> minutes for being in the Patreon tier casting and up. So, again, this is Coffee and Cauldrons. With Robin from Out of Tired Witch on Instagram. And I'm Maria from Maria the Arcane on Instagram. And um, Shay from at Calypso underscore Firewitch on Instagram. All right. You guys ready to count down? (laughs) Yes. All right. One, two, three. Bye, witches! Bye! Bye. 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 Bye.